Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling Wet Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, that guy, James J., Alongside the leader of Squash Squad, Calico Yachts. Man, I had to bring out my jacket because the winds of change are just cold out here. And the American Scooter Dust. I have so many attachments. I think I might be a PDF file. And it was a great week for wrestling went as last week on the show we interviewed uh Brittany Brooks um incredible interview with somebody that's on the sidelines right now but I mean the sky's the limit and the potential is unlimited when it comes to Brittany and when she gets back in the ring uh next year it's gonna be a sight to see for sure no Scooter? oh Absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt. And uh, next week on the show, we don't know. But when we know, you will know for sure. Keep uh, keep on uh, our Twitter page at Wrestling with E um, for information when we actually know who will interview. Fuck Summer. Um, it was a Great day for wrestling? Question mark. Vince McMahon uh, retired, or was it mortal? Dun dun dun. What now? Anybody that wants the answer? Is this like the who shot Jr. moment? Um. This is more the who shot Mister Martin. <laughs> This is more like who shot Mr. Burns. Are we just going to overlook Johnny Bravo? Who's <laughs> so pretty? And he wouldn't make it in 2022. Johnny Bravo wouldn't make it now. They would think he was a full-on predator. But talking about the guys from Impact Wrestling, not the cartoon character. Oh, what? Well, sorry, I'm in Comic-Con mode. I'm all over the place. Yeah, you're full-on, uh, you're full-on, uh, Nordum over there in San Diego, no? I know. I'm trying to debate whether I want to put this Black Panther costume on in 100-degree weather. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't be a hero. Just put the necklace on. I, I mean, I'll die. I'll die a hero. <laughs> I mean, you you could be you know you, you could be you know you could say you could just have like a nineteen you know, sixties Black Panther and be like, wait, they're not the same thing. That is true. Be like Black Panther, Huey Newton. Be like, we're both the same. Wakanda <laughs> <laughs> forever. I mean, I did see Sean. I did see showing up today, so that made my that made my day. In all seriousness, Vince McMahon retiring. Your thoughts, Scooter? You know, 
For years and years and years, we have talked about what this is. This is the biggest what if in not just the WWE, but uh, holy shit. Um, and we'll get into the uh, breaking news. Uh, well, maybe not breaking, but uh, this is the biggest one. It's not just WWE, but in pro wrestling. When will the Messiah and Pariah of professional wrestling, Vince McMahon, decide to hang it up? And not many people. Uh, a lot of well, not many people thought that he actually would either. Everybody thought, you know, it would take death to stop Vince McMahon. Right. Uh, but the question is, is Vince really gone, or is he still playing puppet master, so to speak? And that was a that was going to be something I brought up later on. But what say you, Coleco? <clears throat> well, I'll answer you first. The first part, the latter part. I think he's gone because the, the problem. The issue is that so many dominoes fell as soon as he said it, right? So he retires, Stephanie takes over, Khan's co-CEO, the both co-CEOs. The first thing that happens is Triple H is back all of a sudden, and then Lauronize is out. So to me, he has to be gone because that, that's the power play, right? And, and I feel like it's been... Uh, episode of Empire where the new school has been trying to take over and the old school is like, yeah, nah, I still got this shit. And this is just something where he can't come back from. And we talked about it earlier. You were like, this could be a ploy. And if it was like somebody outside of WWE that he did that to, I can totally see that point. But the fact that the person works for WWE is the part where it's the ethic, right? It's the ethic part. Um, to the wrestling fan, to me, this feels like this feels like the day LeBron James leaves the NBA, right? Because the IWC has literally made this guy their foil for the longest, right? He's so PG, and they just were relishing for the day that he's gone, right? He's gone. So now... Anything that happens after this, good, bad, or indifferent, you can't go, well, it's Vince's fault, right? Because he's gone. So now you can't put that scapegoat on him. He, he will no longer be the scapegoat that you look for. So it, it's a double-edged sword because if it goes good, they're going to be like, Steve, Vince leaves, finally the product's better. Or if the product goes worse, they're going to be like, well... Maybe he knew he was talking about. So this is that ultimate bone thugs and harmony crossroads moment. <laughs> if, if for lack of a better, and he's gonna miss everybody. 
You go to the spin, especially the girls he used to bang, especially them divas he used to bang. He's gonna miss everybody. Doug, you know that being said, do you think the product's gonna get better with Vince McMahon not at the helm, or is this a wait and see type scenario? Scooter. Well, it's. Most likely a wait-and-see type scenario. I mean, we can, the expectation for everything to get better is going, it's going to be very high. But is it uh, so high that it's unrealistic? That's the other thing. I mean... Honestly, I think we've been seeing changes already, uh, given they went to, to TV 14. Starting at SummerSlam. Um, this, this is potentially the start of a literal new era. It is. I'm one out of that one. What about what about you, Kalika? You think that the product is gonna get better or worse? Well, when all this happened and Triple H came back effective immediately, the first thing I thought about was what what about NXT? Because John Michaels is date. Well, he's there, but the, the point that I was making was that they did so much overhauling when Triple H was gone that now it's a shell of itself. And, and I don't see personally that much change on the, the main roster side uh, here and there, but I expect a, a big overhaul for you NXT, a reversion back to the original. Because because you want it, and the reason being is because NXT at, was. The, I always looked at WWE like the jack in the box of wrestling when they had all these brands because it's like if you wanted the the eighty style character driven, uh, hokey ish raw. If you wanted a mixture of both, SmackDown. If you wanted all the wrestling, NXT. So to me, it was it balanced each other out, right? All three balanced each other out. Right, because it was just a big umbrella, and you just had your choice of whatever you wanted, right? But when they tried to make everything one, that's where it messes up. So to me, I, the first thing I ask is, what about NXT? Because they got so much overhaul to do as far as producing the talent, incoming talent, talent that's already there, that was already frustrated, um, so on and so forth. I think Stephanie is going to be more of a brand ambassador as far as like, the culture, right? Because she's she talks the talk, she walks the walk, she has the rep, so that, that helps her big time, right? 
and she's married to Triple H. So there's not really going to be this thing of like infidelity or craziness that Vince did, right? So that's where that, and I think, and I think Khan's going to run more of the stock. So, all that being said, no, and this is just speculation, pulling it out of my ass type question. Um, was this a conspiracy theory by Stephanie and Triple H to get Vince out? Could have. Because to me, I'm like, who else would have knew that that happened? That happened like eight years ago. I mean, it felt like ten years ago, right? I uh, was in 2019, I want to say. One was two years ago, but then they had a couple that was ten years ago. Okay. Because I, I, it wasn't just that one. It, it was three women. So to me, so to me, it that could have been a play, bro. That could have been. A, and you know what's funny? Because it that seemed like a play because of the fact that when Triple H got hurt, they overhauled his whole baby. I, I couldn't put it. I would not put it past you for them to pull that place. I, I bet he went to his sister say, "Hey, leak this out real quick." Now, I put this off up off there. Is Vince really gone, or will we? And if he is really gone, will we see him in the future, maybe a year or two down the road, Scooter? Uh, honestly, I, if we see anything, it's going to be because of the, it's going to be the Mr. McMahon character, not in uh, a, a board or executive role or anything like that. So no, you know, not chairman of the board executive producer of what? Emeritus type shit. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. What say you, Coleco? Oh, we've had this talk. I told you, if it was 92, maybe. 2022? And the problem is, and the reason why, because 2022, there's so much access to information. There's so much... Because that was just scratch surface. They could go deeper if they wanted to. So that's why I think he's he's out the paint because all those changes wouldn't have happened if he wasn't gone. If he was, because if he was really gonna leave, he would have just said, "I'm taking a leave of absence." All right. Well, and then that also begs um, the add-on question: the is he? in behind the scenes puppet master or is there no sign will there be no signs of this I bet you to me it would be idiotic if Stephanie doesn't talk with her father but I bet you a package deal is he can't be nowhere near that company hmm, interesting because the problem is is that that family dynamic and it's it's kind of like when um the wwe to me is the los angeles lakers 
they're a family run business where everything is in house with family. So it's kind of hard to say he's gone, gone, but he's gone. Quotation marks. What's a you, Scoodle? I, I, I really think this is it. I think we're not going to see Vince, uh, controlling anything at, at, at this point. I haven't given all of my opinion, but my opinion is, I think he's gone for now. I don't think he's going to be gone forever. When has anybody in pro wrestling ever been gone forever? This is, this career as pro in pro wrestling is a pulp job. You do it until you die. And nobody has emulated that more than Vince McMahon. Quite literally, and for him just to up and retire and give up essentially his life, it's WWE has been his life for what the past 50 years and just been up and leave it all. No, he won't heal from the ground again. To play devil's advocate, you know what else? other CEO that put his life into everything and he had to push it out the paint? Papa John CEO. So it, it's more than more than relevant. Because it's not up to him. It's up to the board. And this is breaking news. You are hearing it right here, right now for the first time. Vince McMahon is all elite. That's right, Vince McMahon has gone to AEW. Yes, he's been checked into the uh, All Elite uh, Women's Retirement Home. If you, if, you ha if you hadn't said the W, that joke would have landed better. <laughs> what the Impact Wrestling, the TNA Wrestling, I don't fucking know. Oh. He, he was already a member of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. So is his name Vince McMahon or can't keep it in his pants? Both. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Vince McWoman. <laughs> Vince McWoman? <laughs> All right. Well, we're already seeing the ripple effects. Um... Of this decision, uh, it was reported yesterday that Brock Lesnar wasn't going to show or walked out on walked out of SmackDown, claiming if Vince isn't here, I'm not here. Um, he did actually appear on SmackDown um, as scheduled. What was was this? Was there any substance to this? Is Brock just a Vince guy? Is he not a Stephanie McMahon guy? Etc. Etc. Scooter. You know, who knows if this is even true to begin with? Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Vince's retirement is making the rounds on all the major news outlets. Um, of course. 
the idea I was operating on that this was true was Brock dealt with Vince directly and knew, like uh, I, I believe everybody else knew, uh, that that triple that essentially Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, who are now both co uh, CEOs, aren't really that high on limited appearance talent. I mean, Bob yeah. Lesnar is a, a box office attraction. Any mm. which way you see it, he does sell tickets. Does he, though? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, the highlight of SummerSlam last year was Brock bringing his ass up in the fucking arena. <laughs> and that wasn't seeing him for, what, two years at that point? At least a year and a half. Yeah, mm. give or take. Yeah. I mean, because we all thought he was done. He thought he was done as well. It's weird. It's weird. Because Vince would cut the check. See, that's the difference. Like, Vince knew how, as much as everybody gave him shit, he knew how to play Brock like an ace in a hole, homie. Because when shit went down, he would pull that ace in a hole. Does this mean Brock Lesnar, because this uh, SummerSlam match, you know, he originally was supposed to be Randy Orton and Roman. And obviously Randy got injured. And Brock was essentially to break glass in case of. If something happens like that again, will Brock Lesnar be there as the break glass in case of? Or are they kind of out on their they have to do something different. Uh, I think they're going to do something different. You know what's the first, who, who else I thought about when Vince left? Austin Theory. Because <laughs> remember, that guy benefited the most in that time. So now he's the money in the bank winner. Does that mean he gets the successful cash in or not? He never was for the I'm just saying, bro, especially at this point, because we know that Roman's taking time off. For real, for real, for real. Yeah, okay, we got that. So it's not out of the room. It wasn't out of the room with Vince there. But now since he's gone, it's really in the air. I feel like anything involving Roman is way too long term at this point to stop it, and especially for somebody like Austin Theory. Well, the thing is, is that Theory Theory got the heat that he got because he aligned himself with me. So, the question is, is this a new Authority 2.0? Or 8.0 at this point, I feel like, but it, it's a, it, it begs to ask that question because the whole point of theory even 
being propelled that high was because of this, right? Mm. What? I don't know. What do you shoot up? I mean, honestly, I think theory falls to the wayside after this. Now, is that maybe in part to how Triple H perceived him in NXT? And how Vince McMahon was trying to perceive him on Raw? Well, the, the thing with Theory, he was an interesting case. Because he was the first person to get signed to NXT and then go straight to the Raw roster. And that was by attrition, right? And then he went back to NXT, did pretty good with Gargano, went to the main roster, and now he's... Reality or not, he could possibly be the next World Heavyweight Champion. So, he's... It's like every time Theory kind of gets in there, he's in this weird dichotomy, right? Like, he's he's literally the anomaly of WWE. Do you think we're going, obviously Brock Lesnar, maybe, maybe not, but do you think we're going to see any ripple effects from any other wrestlers that maybe were a Vince McMahon guy, so to speak? Who else is left that's a Vince guy? And Scooter can answer that one. No, I'm talking about, well, backstage, Abby, but I'm talking about... I, I, backstage, yeah, it'd probably be some overhaul, but I lost her wise. Who else is there? Scooter? Who, who else is left there? Uh, as, as a, as a Vince McMahon, uh, probably no one. Honestly. Uh, God. Uh, Maybe Omas? Interesting. Do we see a little bit more of Tommaso Tampa on war? Oh, you're going to see more Gabriel Stevenson. <laughs> I think that was going to happen either way. But we shall see what everything that's happening in pro wrestling and the craziness. Um, from one retirement to another, Ric Flair's last opponent are announced. It's going to be a tag team match between Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And uh, I quite. I'm asking myself, does Jay Lethal get a full tank of gas during this match, considering he's in there with so many fossils? Scoodle. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, Jay Lethal could potentially solve the gas crisis in the country in just this one match. Um, he would be a hero to the to all of the United States. I mean, I mean, 
okay. I, I I understand teaming with Andrade. I even understand putting Jay Lethal in the match. What? But why Jeff Jarrett? Oh. That was the first thing I thought. Because I was really, really was hoping Steamboat would gracefully bring his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, and given the fact that he, you know, he's he was actually on you know the SmackDown last night. Uh, I, I mean, I guess because uh, I guess because Starcast is in Nashville, and of course, uh, um, I'm 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 surprised. It's not, uh, I'm surprised it's not, uh, well, because, you know, we're not in Memphis. That's not, it's not Memphis, it's Nashville. Um, I was going to say, why, I would be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to actually get Jerry Lawler into this. You know, two, two guys, two guys with heart conditions. Please don't, because if that's. If, if Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler get that, I mean, the Moon Dogs are not too far behind. I mean, well, then Dolph, then Dolph Ziggler would have to be in the match. Oh, you know, the, how did I miss this? Rey Mysterio, and you know why Rey Mysterio? Yes, Rey Mysterio kills motherfuckers. He sure the fuck does. <laughs> hey, he ain't. Hey, man, don't do that, man. Hey. You know what? Being a Dago, I'm I'm fending for Ray. Viva la Rafa Ray. He literally killed somebody in in the middle of the ring. Wasn't his fault. <laughs> Wasn't his fault. The How many people do you expect to drop kick in the back of the neck and then be like, oh, <laughs> they died. <laughs> Hey man, San Diego got a Ray Day. I can't, I can't, I can't let y'all put put disrespect on his name like that. You know, we always speculate. Oh, who is it gonna be? What is gonna be the last match? And it seems like every time we get the answer, it's more or less, huh? Really? What do you think that is? Because it's Ric Flair, and he wouldn't have it any other way. But then again, I did see a skit of Ric Flair bleeding in the parking lot. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he can still play dead, so he's good. I, I mean, with, the, with, the, uh, with all the beta blockers he's on and, you know, like, the last thing Ric Flair should be doing is bleeding. <laughs> Right. I know, right? That's why I'm like, man, don't get that dude some ibuprofen. That's just like, like with, the, with all the blood thinners and this is. It does beg the question: Is the match going to be good? Scooter. Oh, absolutely not. It will be good for five minutes. Well, if it only stays at five minutes, then that's a good thing, right? It's not going to stay at five minutes. I swear that's going to be a 30-minute match. 
with oh, Ric Flair taking, taking as many bumps as he possibly can. And I bet you 90% of them are going to be with Jay Lethal. Yeah. <laughs> Over, let, let's, let's send that to Vegas. Over under uh, how many bumps uh, Ric Flair takes with Jay Lethal. The and, uh, the over under is on how many people are uh, gonna pass out from Flair sucking up all the oxygen. I mean, he should. It's his last match, Bella the Ball. Although, uh, even though that's his last match, everybody knows his last match was with Shawn Michaels. Let's just stop that. Stop, stop the bullshit. Let's just stop the bullshit. I mean. I mean no, that's the last match, period. <laughs> it's the last match we should remember with Ruffalo. No shit. <laughs> as, as nobody thought that maybe he, Ric Flair is going to uh, Randy the Ram this. What does that mean? Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Oh no. Oh no. No. I mean, no. yes, we don't get a definitive ending to the movie, but the implication is that he dies in the ring. Kind of like uh, The Sopranos, the last episode of The Sopranos type shit. I mean, if. Uh, you know, if, if Bruce Springsteen, you know. You know, plays into the ring. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 somebody, somebody fucking stop him. Oh, God. Help us. We're going to hell. We're all going to hell. <laughs> well, Scooter's going to hell. I ain't going to hell. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Ring of Honor is doing a show um, tomorrow, actually. Yep. like Ring of Honor is newsworthy at this point. Um, and it does beg the question, why haven't we seen the Briscoes in AEW when they are clearly contracted to Ring of Honor? Because they just re-signed with the Ring of Honor. But I mean, it well. doesn't make sense for them to be in well, considering that they're already aligned with um, Well, here's the thing. I believe the Briscoes have gone on record saying they don't actually want to compete in AEW. Uh, because it's live? Or because it's live? That would make sense. Uh, I mean... Maybe they don't have enough teeth to get in. Um, maybe people will be like, oh, wait, it's Jack and Jerry. Run. Zombies. They're not dead. Y yes, but <laughs> the fact that They've been able to, for the last 20 years, call themselves the Briscoes. You know, and the, the, thing, well, the one thing about the Briscoes is that they want to be that big fish in the small pond. Well, 
uh, I mean, otherwise they would have attempted, you know, the, the Briscoes could have been a Dudley Boys-esque tag team if they had decided to sign with WWE when they had the chance, learn to be a better tag team, and not rely on blading and table spots and everything else. Hmm. What say you, Pluto? Uh, my thing, I think the Bristols are just loyal to a fault. To me, they're loyal to a fault. Because when you think of, of ROH, all the stars that got there went and did something except them. So uh, to me, I think they're just loyal to a fault. I mean, it could be, I think it also could be part of what Scooter is saying, because I think it's complacency. Sometimes you're happy where you are, and you don't want to go nowhere, right? They, and, and sometimes that happiness, it, it means a lot more than, than most. So they were happy in ROH. So why wouldn't they say ROH? And they're happy in Impact as well. So to me, it's, it's familiarity than anything. Um, now, uh, we don't always talk about NXT, but when we do, you know it's interesting. Um, Cora Jade drew the NXT women's tag team title in a trash can. She is currently one half of the tag team champions with Roxanne. Um, but she claims that they mean nothing now and then she them in the trash. Um, Scooter, your thoughts on the Alonzo Blaze Medusa gimmick there, and are we going to see the women's tag team, the NXT women's tag team championships again, or is this just like a scrubbage of remnant of the Sasha Naomi thing? Um, this is... Honestly, it's quite, it's utter, it's utter crap. I mean, why have Cora Jade turned heel? Why take the belts off Toxic Attraction in the first place? Just, like, you know, if they if they wanted to get rid of the you know NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, there were better ways to do it. You know, it's it's a it ends up being a setback. You know, people people have wondered for for years. 
why there isn't a secondary women's singles championship yeah. in WWE. Uh, the Fox and the USA title. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's just ridiculous at this point. Plus, you know, make sure your skateboard stays together. You know, before you use it. What say you, Kaliko? Man, uh, part of me agrees with Scooter in in the sense that it's kind of dumbfounded how they treat the women's division. Because to me, it's like... To me, the WWE, when it comes to women, it's like there's that one main bitch and then there's everyone else, right? Right. And that's... And that's not gonna fly when you got uh, a roster and you could say WWE, everything included, that includes like a Bailey, a Charlotte, a Becky, a Ronda, a Natalia. You know what I'm saying? So it's too many icons to kind of like lay to the wayside. So to me, if they had to just did like built everything just like the men to have like a, a main title for them to go for a secondary title and then a tag title, then it would work. But the problem is with the tag titles, they don't build tag teams. No. And that's the, that's the ultimate problem. Cause usually when a woman is going, uh, when a woman is going through wrestling school, there's not that lot of there's not a lot of women. So usually they're used to being in the singles mindset, right? Right. So that's where my problem is. If I were WWE and NXT, I would make it a priority to build women's tag teams rather than taking two people who are to complete opposites. And doing this whole odd couple bullshit. I mean, it works sometimes, but really, it works when it it works when it it works when it matters. It doesn't. Other than that, it don't work. Yeah. Like prime example, they and and I can make an example. They had one, but they let two of well, one got pregnant and the other one got let go. The Riot Squad was literally like a unit. I, you could make an argument. They were like the female New Day, uh, except they just did not not in the sense of gimmick and and wittiness and on the mic, but in the in the sense of cohesiveness. Okay, so like the way that they operated as a unit was on par with New Day, but they broke them all up. That that and that would have been. Now think of that. Now think of that. Liv, think of Liv Morgan with the title after a cash in with Ruby Riot and and the other lady Sarah Logan oh. as tag champ. That would have been crazy. What? Unfortunately, you know, it's it's like you said. Those our couples work when it does. But just throwing two girls together and trying to make it work doesn't always work when it's against the metal art couple. 
and that's just kind of it. But, you know, if there are no tag, women's tag team titles in NXT, what does Gigi do? And I, yes, we make that joke all the fucking time. But no, legitimately, what does Gigi and JC do? Because, you know, if you compare what Toxic Attraction is to what's on the main roster, the Usos and Roman, it gave Gigi and JC a little bit of legitimacy that following Mandy made them something. But now they're just Court Hawkins and Zack Ryder to Edge. Am I wrong on this, Scooter? Well, clearly she'll, she'll get some shares. Uh, but no, you no, you were not wrong. What say you, Kalika? The the only way I can see this saving is that if Edge saves JC and Gigi want the rematch, and Roxanne has to do it by herself because Cora Jade had to had to because she threw the bell in the trash. So that, in a case, would salvage toxic attraction while continuing the storyline of Cora Jade. Does that make sense? It does like if they get the title out of Well the well the thing is wait a minute did Roxanne keep hers? Oh uh, because that's the thing. If if Roxanne kept hers in essence, you could make it seem like a 201 handicap match in the sense of it's a tag match with the person who doesn't even care about the title as the other partner. Therefore, bringing that title back to existence to possibly merge with, with the women's tag titles to make it like a all three brand cross promotion title. That That's the only way they could save that belt. Hmm. Perez uh, is still one half of the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. So therefore, they could offer, ask for the rematch, but only one person is representing the tag titles because Cora Jade chooses not to defend it because it doesn't matter. Therefore, Toxic Attraction already has the heat. They even get more heat for easily winning the rematch. And it helps the tax division. And they could probably figure out. Because to me, this is all about buying time to try to actually establish women's tag team. Oh. I, if, they, if they prefer to go that route. I think it's more of a... Uh, it's a pipe dream. It's no, a, I, I think it's more of a... oh. By time until uh, EO comes back. Well, I feel as EO is not going to be fine. Yeah, isn't the rumor EO's damn near done? Because their contract's up. 
Supposedly. Yeah. We saw he. Somebody that maybe should be done, maybe not. Brandy Rhodes is training to get back in the ring. Honestly, this is not going to be with WWE. But does this, does having her own singles run not being besides Cody Rhodes actually help her if she does get in the ring again? Scooter? Uh, kind of carving out her own path. Yes. And. God. I mean, event. People are going to wonder wait, why is she just, you know, kind of like. You know, WWE, uh, you know, put her on. It's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation to me. What's a you, Kalika? You, you know me, wait and see. We'll, we'll, we'll put that bridge when we have to cross it. Fair enough. And the bridge we cross at this moment, a quick word from our sponsors. Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie energy milkshake first and foremost they've designed every rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind it is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options there are countless off brands out there that are presenting low quality poorly dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients additionally you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better no need to have chalky textures in your drink their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wit. Use promo code WRESTLINGE for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with the G1 Climax 32 preview and review. Um, it started two weeks last week, and um, a lot of brackets have already been busted, so uh, 
let's start with the review of the matches that's already happened. We got night one, which was the 16th of July. Aaron Hanai defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in speed block action. Um, Hanai is at one, uh, one win, two points. Tanahashi is at one loss, zero points. Um, I'm the only one that actually called this match. Um, but are you saying it's a shock, Kaliko? You can say that, but... I mean, you called it. You you called it. it. He starts out slow. He did that to Zack Sabre Jr. He did that to, to a couple other cats. So it's it's not surprising. Uh, it's a big win for Hanare. And I, I guess it kind of makes him seem like a formidable opponent in the C block. But, I mean, yeah, he got the win. But do you really think that anything else is going to come from that? But, I mean, it's a win against a credible opponent. It's a win against a motherfucker who really doesn't... It, it, I mean, it's kind of hashy. Like, no one gives a fuck. Like, uh, like you win some, you lose some, play the game. Scudo, any comments? Mm, no, not really. We got D-Block uh, action. Um, Will Ospreay defeated El Phantasmo. Uh, Will Ospreay's at one win, two points. Phantasmo's at one loss, zero points. The match was 15 minutes and six seconds. Hidden with, and ended with a hidden blow. Um, no surprise there, right? Nope, not at all. Osprey continues. Alright, um, we got B-Block. Action. Sonata lost to Jay White in 18 minutes and 7 seconds with a blade runner. Sonata's at 0 wins, 1 loss. Jay White's at 1 win, 2 points. Um, is this a good sign for Sonata, Kaliko? It gives me hope that he's going to win the fucking block. Because <laughs> to me, I, was, I told you, if he won, he wasn't going to win the block. Because yes. there's no way they're going to give him... They're not, they're not going to go, okay, you win against Jay White and win the block. So he would have to lose in order to win the block. Is this a good sign for Sonata, Scooter? Uh... God, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Oh, then we have Kazuchika. We got April. Um, Kazuchika Okada defeating Jeff Cobb in twenty-one minutes and thirty seconds with a rainmaker. Okada's with one a win, zero losses, two points. Jeff Cobb at one loss, zero points. Uh, what do we call him, Kaliko? Okanos, baby. I told your ass. I don't know, I don't know what you were thinking. Like, shit, Okada literally is New Japan. What the fuck were you thinking, James? 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 All right. 
Um, we're on to the 17th action, if my notes will load. Um, and they are not, so... Uh, I, I, I've got them up here. Uh, you, you want, you want to go right from the, just the block matches block or matches. the entire thing? Block. Okay. Uh, B block. Tai Chi defeated Tomohiro Ishii. 15 minutes, 21 seconds. Uh, pinfall. Now I feel like Tai Chi always at least gets one, and Ishii's always been one that gets a good amount of energy out of Tai Chi, to say, to say the least. But let's say you click up. Pretty much. I mean, but Tai Chi's the guy to kind of uplift, because Ishii, he, he's, the, he's the hand, but he's not the winner. He's the guy that makes everybody look good. Right. Right, uh, next match, you know? If I try to get the day after that. Uh, Toriano defeated Jonah by countout in A block in 9 minutes and 1 second. I called this one as well, I believe. Oh, and we lost Coleco. Oh, and here he is. Jonah always gets those W's. It don't matter who it is, he does. But what's a you, Coleco? I told you, Yano, man. Yano, he'll get, he'll sneak a couple, and this is the one. Watch Yano go have like thirty points, and then he'll blow it. Like that's how it always happens. Next match, Scooter. Uh, C block action. Zag Saber Jr. defeated Kenta by submission. Twenty-one minutes thirty-three seconds. Really, no soccer. It's always a 50-50 gamble with Zach. Yep. Zach 50-50. Zach 50-50. And, the last and finally, D-Block. Juice Robinson defeated Shingo Takage by pinfall, also in 21 minutes and 33 seconds. And it just seems like Juice is on the path that I had him on at the beginning of this tournament, and it's that I think we all had Juice because Juice is that hot guy of the moment right now. Like he's in that Kenta role where Kenta was hot, except they didn't pull the trigger with Kenta, and they have to pull the trigger with a Gaijin to be the he to be the evil guy. So if anybody, it would be Juice. Uh, that's it for the 17th, I believe. So we are mm -hmm. on to the 20th, and I do have the matches. We're starting with D Black. Uh, David Finley lost to Yujiro Takahashi in 12 minutes, 59 seconds. Big juice. Um, Finley's at 1 loss, 0 points. Yujiro's at 1 win, 2 points. Um, Finley's only there to get 1 win in this tournament, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the only. You know what? But the one way he's gonna get is gonna matter so goddamn much. <laughs> yes. But um, B block tournament match. Uh, Tamatanga 
defeated Chase Owens. Hamas has two points, one win. Chase Owens, uh, zero wins, zero points. Um, Tama might be in a good position to show something. It certainly showed that he was kind of man on a mission. Maybe not win the block, but can he actually make a dent in this tournament, Felica? He can because he's a good singles wrestler. And, and the fact that he was in it a couple years ago, it gave him that time to shine. So when his brother was out and he was in the block, it, it showed that he's capable. So he's capable. If it was a two-block system, no way. But four blocks? Yeah, he could win it. What say you, Lascudo? Hmm. Yeah, you know, he, he probably will probably surprise us all, quite honestly. And, you know, we'll obviously get there when we get there, but I do feel like Tama is going to be the one that breaks Jay White's tournament with a W over him that will prompt Sonata to win the whole Tibet. Just my thoughts. Well, the issue with that is Jay White would have to lose two. Because even with Jay White losing one, he holds the tiebreaker over Sonata. But if... Yes. And... One of those matches might have been um, tonight. Yeah, no. Uh, Well, yesterday. Technically. Um, against Tomohiro Ishii, who he's always had an issue with. Um, and if Sonata beats Tama, then he has the, the, he has the, the tiebreaker over Sonata, and Jay White doesn't have. I have no idea what <laughs> The thing is that Sonata has... Jay White has to lose two, so the the head to head won't be over Sonata's head. Right. So if you're thinking he's gonna lose to Ishii, the other person would have to be Tamatanga. Right. It does. All right. Um. Now we have um a block. Lance Archer lost to Batlock Fale. In 10 minutes 46 seconds by count out. Uh, Archer's at 0 wins, 0 points. Uh, Fale is at 1 win, 2 points. Um, maybe a little bit of an upset here. No, Scooter? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely say so. What say you, Lito? Because I don't think so. You don't think you guys are going to be too much of a issue in the going forward. Well, I feel like Paul, I should have won it like ten years, like eight years ago. But it's a good resurgence because it's giving him the chance that the front runner rolls, and now it's just a matter of how he's going to respond from there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Only the soccer of the tournament. 
We have two black accents. Yeah. 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 I think so, but I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Naito was like fuck it mode. Cause you, like I told you, it, it depends on what mode Naito's in. If he's in fuck it mode, it ain't happening. But if he's in like if he's really engaged, then he would get it, right? So is he going to be in the same way as Tanahashi, where they kind of got to fight from behind and? And try to make this make a run at it. It could possibly happen because Naito is the guy that can do it. He's the guy that can put a run together when it matters. And uh, I think you could make the argument that they're putting you know certain things into play. So if Sonata does actually win C block, we don't have Naito winning C block. Because we're not going to have two LIJ guys in the semifinals, no? I don't think so, but I also don't see Jay White winning the block. Because the problem is that if Juice is winning block D as the Gaijin, what? that means Jay White cannot win his block. So... Right, so that means you, you won't have two bullet clubs and you won't have two LIJ. So the sacrifice in this case would be Sonata for sacrifice Naito for Sonata and Jay White for Juice. What? And I mean, it's not really even sacrificing Jay White because he's the champion. And I mean, Osprey's in deep lock, but he's also the champion. So, I mean, it's not a major sacrifice. But the one that's, you know, a little disappointing is Shingo because he's in D-Block as well. And it seems like he's just going to fall to the wayside this year. But he was in that odd spot last year as the COVID champion, so, yeah. All right, that will conclude the review portion. And now we're previewing. We got um from the twenty uh July twenty fourth action. We got D Block, El Phantasmo versus Yujiro Takahashi. Who wins Kalika? Phantasmo is Tokyo Pimp got his shit. <laughs> what say you, uh Skiddle? Phantasmo. I mean, all signs point to that, but I mean, Yujiro is the heavyweight, and I feel like they might want to. Is he? Is he? It's a Juko heavyweight, so this could kind of become his. But is Yujiro really a heavyweight? Really? I mean, he's more of a heavyweight than Cosmo at this point. ELP. 
I, I mean, he's more of a heavyweight than Yoshi Ashi, but. <laughs> I, you know. Yichiro. I'll take it. Yichiro. Alright, um, B Block Axon. Samara versus Tai Chi, who wins? Um, Kalika. Sonata got him. He needs to bounce back. Sonata. Same Sonata. I agree. Alright, uh, A Block tournament action. Jeff Cobb versus Bad Luck Ballet. Who wins? Um, Kalika. Fale. Really? Like I just said, he's going to be the front runner for a little bit. He's going to be the pacemaker. Then he'll fall back. Fale. What's your struggle? I'm, I'm going to say this is going to be one of the cops only wins. Hmm. Interesting. I kind of feel like it has to be well, it doesn't have to be tough, but I think tough. And then we have one in the C-Block accent, Tanahashi versus Tachiya Naruto. Who wins, um, who we go? This is kind of like the loser loses bracket, so it would have to be Tanahashi, because Naito cannot win the block. Trying to remember who else is in C block that could give Naito a couple of losses. I mean, there's Kenta and ZSJ. I feel like he would take ZSJ out this time. You know what I mean? Because he's had a couple losses to him already. True, but it's 50 50 Zack Saber, so. At this point, it's just a matter of how they're going to bring it. Because <sighs> both of them can make a run to win the block, but this is like the critical part. So I think that's where Tanahashi gets the the edge. What's your you, uh, Scoodle? Hmm. Mm. Ooh, this is God. Ah, you know what? Tanahashi's probably probably gonna start out with losses and then take it and then go on a massive uh, run from either his third or fourth match on. But uh, so I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Naito. My heart kind of tells me Naito. So I gotta go with Naito. Um. Oh, um. We got the twenty sixth of July. Next, we got B block. Tournament accent. Beto Khan versus Chase Owen. Who wins? It better not be Chase. 
Oh, you mean? What about say you, Scooter? Yeah, great, Ocon. Yeah. Table of Action. Trento vs. Default. Here we go. Ooh, evil. Scooter? Yeah, evil. Um. Yeah, okay. Um. Filthy Tom. Oh, A plus. Uh, Filthy Tom Marlow versus Lance Archer. Who wins, Kalika? Archer. Scooter? Archer. Yeah, Archer. Uh, and then we got Deep Luck. Tournament action. Main event. David Finley versus Deuce Robinson. Who wins, Kalika? <laughs> if there was ever one. <laughs> you done? Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. Finlay. Scooter? Mm. I, I don't think this is the one Finley wins juice. Uh, I feel like there's only one match Finley's here to win and it's that one. So I'm going with Finley. Alright, uh, we got July 27th, action. D Block. Will Ospreay versus Yujiro. Who wins the Uh, Osprey, unfortunately. Scooter? Uh, yeah, Osprey, clearly. Yeah. Uh, A Block. Yujiro, um, Toro Yano versus Bad Luck Tommy. Who wins? Uh, here we go. Ooh, interesting. By this time, they should be undefeated. So. <sighs> Damn. Bale. Yano. I agree with you, Scooter. I think Yano, Yano always gets a couple, so... Yeah. Um, C-Block. Hiroki Goto versus Aaron Hanare, who wins Felipe. Um, Goto. Scooter. It makes more sense for Hanare than Goto, but it, you know what? Screw it, I'll say Hanare. You know, if there was one on Hanare sibling, it's this one. So I think yeah. And then we got B block action. Tomohiro Ishii versus Kamatanga. Who wins Felipe? Tonga. 
Shooter. Tonga. Hmm. I feel like we're counting Ishii out too so soon, but I could see a Tama Tonga win, I suppose. Now we're on to uh, July 30th. We got deep, we're starting off with deep block action. David Finley versus Shingo Takagi, he went through this. Uh, wait a minute, what was that match again? David Finley versus Shingo Takagi. Oh, Jesus, Takagi, what the fuck am I talking about? Scooter. It's like, it's like Gamma versus ITT Tech. Jesus. Um, yeah, Shingo. Um, A Block Action. Tom Marlowe versus Jona. Who wins? Okay. Say that name again. Jonah versus Tom Marlo. No, 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 no. Say the name again. No, you just want me to kill my truck, don't you? Pretty much, because that's who's going to win anyway, but you might as well make it worth the while, right? You know, I'm trying to get my voice back. It's not all there yet. <laughs> Jonah or Marlo? I told you to say it, John. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Scooter. Yo. Thank you, thank you, Scooter. Um, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. So, just by that alone, uh, lower by a countout. <laughs> At least Scooter understood the assignment, even if he disagreed with me. Uh, um, uh, is this one Molo could win? No, I think they have to give Joe this one. So, Jonah. Um, B block action. Sonata versus Great Khan. Who wins, Felipe? Sonata. Scooter. Uh, Hyundai Elantra, I mean Sonata. C Block. Tomoshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Who wins Felipe? Just be that Zack Sabre Jr. 50 50 shit. Um, probably, yeah. So, DSJ. Yep. So, uh, Scooter. I find this very interesting because after night eight, uh, the rest of uh, the nights have five uh, matches, uh, including multiple block matches. Um, and Tanahashi's next match is not until night 11. Uh, which 
Where I would, oh, oh man, he's, he, yeah, uh, yeah, Zach, no, no, this is where Tanahashi makes his run. Um, Tana is very consistently inconsistent. Um, so, CSJ. So that's all our predictions for um, this uh, round of uh, G1 action. And that will conclude our episode for tonight. I think uh, we have a lot to cover when it comes to the G1 next week as well. The way things are going. Um, but next week on the show... We're doing something a little bit different. We're coming to you with a special joint episode with the remix on a Friday. Uh, Scooter, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, for the first time in uh, quite a number of years, uh, the remix steps back into what it was like in our early days when we actually live streamed three nights a week as the remix and wrestling with as part of our special summer slam spectacular festathon uh we will be doing a live uh play-by-play coverage a premium audio companion experience experience if you will an experience squared as james myself what audio experience 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 yeah yeah it's a pc uh as james myself possibly coleco if if uh you know if they uh you know Release him from, you know, being a hostage for a few hours. And, Get that on back. And, of course, the third man from the remix, Ryan does. Uh, we will be calling the action of SmackDown the night before SummerSlam. And when that happens, that's the remix. And in between, there's Wrestling With, but we will put out all the news as well. So you'll get two shows, two shows for the price of one. Actually, for the price of none, since y'all don't pay anyway. But, of course, catch the remix on YouTube. Slash Wrestling with Wrestling, wrestling with Remix. We'll figure out a name eventually, but we're breaking oh, I like that. No, 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 no. I like that. Wrestling with the Remix. Hey. <laughs> Sounds so Puff Daddy 90s. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Well, y'all missed, the day. y'all missed the days where I used to put a W uh, at the beginning of Remix. Oh, gosh, that's like 80s. But, yes, a live 
two hours of uh, action, maybe about ten minutes worth of news. Uh, and the <laughs> depending on what happens. Yes, a, a full preview of Summer Slam, uh, as they call it in Svidlandia. Uh, um, and that all goes down next week, next Friday. Uh, we will be live streaming on the on the new channel. Nobody out crazy is Ophelia uh, as well. Uh, not sure what James is going to do, if he's going to uh, be recording and keep putting it up on uh, Wrestling Blitz channel. Again, stay tuned. It'll definitely be live streamed uh, on the new channel as well, of course. Yes. We'll get to the rest at the end. Yeah, just, uh, it will be live on, um, Friday, and it will be on our YouTube page, Wrestling Entertainment, uh, the day after, at the usual, um, scheduled time of release on Saturday. So, if you didn't catch it live, you can catch it on two channels. And, of course, if you like what we're doing, uh, please like, subscribe. Comment on YouTube and Castbox. The first is sponsored by World Energy and Fairwell Coffee. Join us this Wednesday for an incredible interview with a surprise guest. Um, follow the show at Wrestling with Eva on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow us individually as well. I'm at JamesG993. You can follow. Where can we find Kalika? Hopefully, if I don't die from getting trampled from this comic con fest, uh, you can follow me. <laughs> I am Kalika. <laughs> and what can we find, Scooter? As always, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Find me, James, and Ryan Dust hosting the remix on YouTube, a premium audio companion experience for all your WWE premium live event needs. Of course, next time we come to you is next Friday with our special live wrestling with the remix smackdown event and of course a week from tonight SummerSlam, as well and of course revel in all my twitch antics along with rico constantino jr and the rest of the smoking dragons clan twitch.tv backslash smoking dragons all right um for calico yaks and scooter dust i'm james shane this has been Wrestling with entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world.